let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC. So the New York Times put out this itinerary of how to spend 36 hours in DC. And unsurprisingly, it is very federal, very glam, and super underwhelming to our team of locals. So we've got some alternate recs for you for the next time your family is in town. Today is Wednesday, December 13th. I'm executive producer Priyanka Tobe, and here's what DC is talking about. Hey team, how's everyone doing? Good. Hello, good. Doing pretty good. Nice to see y'all. When I saw this New York Times article come out, the things to do Washington DC in 36 hours, I was like, this is made for us to roast. Be prepared for the uh, the comedy roast of the century over here. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what were your first thoughts? Like just overarching thoughts on this itinerary. Way too much war for me. <laughs> yes, that was going to be my main criticism. And to me, telling people to go to the wharf in D.C. is like telling people to go to Seaport in Boston. Yeah, true. Or like... Times Square in New York or something, you know? (laughs) Also, like, I'm exhausted. Like, after this weekend, I am exhausted. (laughs) They pack it full of stuff. And I also feel like they pick kind of luxurious options. I don't know. I think I want something a little more friendly on the wallet than the things they picked. Seriously. So, like, the first key stop that they suggest is the wharf, which we've already kind of said is not really top of our list. The other things are the Anacostia Community Museum, the Frederick Douglass National Historic Site, and the Bazaar by Jose Andres, which is the fine dining restaurant that they've got in the Waldorf Astoria. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, like I've stated, my main beef with this section is that the wharf is their top stop. Yeah. The wharf, as it is known now, didn't even exist in D.C. until recently. So it's not really what I would consider DC culture. It's also really expensive. It's far away from everything else that you're going to want to go to. And it's just like, I have never brought somebody coming to DC for the first time to the wharf. It doesn't feel unique to DC either. Like it feels like something that just exists in other places. Yeah. Like I'll admit, I do spend a lot of time at the wharf because I go to a lot of shows at the Anthem and I have a friend who lives there and I visit her often. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say that the wharf is quintessential DC, like Susanna, you were just saying. Like most of the restaurants there are chains. A lot of them are copies of things from New York or other places. It just feels like if you're telling someone to go to the wharf in DC, it's like you're telling them to visit insert pretty waterfront anywhere. Yeah. Seaport in Boston, baby. I'm telling you, it's the carbon copy. <laughs> okay, so let's hit people with our own wrecks instead. 
I would say instead of going to the wharf, like check out Eastern Market. Oh, yeah. Like it's the same kind of vibe. It's outdoors. It's full of stuff to do. Everything's close together and it's much more quintessential DC. And you can spend a whole day there and spend zero dollars and have a great time. And they do have Eastern Market in there as their shopping wreck. But I think viewing it as a key stop as they put the wharf is maybe a better place for it. Yeah, it's on my key stops list too. Yeah. My replacement of the wharf, and maybe this is a hot take, I think you can get everything from the wharf but better just by walking down Mount Pleasant Street. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I think it has great food that's much cheaper. It has fun spots. You can see a cool show at Sun Cinema. If you go on Saturday, you can go to the farmer's market. I always take people who are visiting to Mount Pleasant Street because it's so much fun in a concentrated area that is really pretty and nice. Yeah, fully agree. And you've got Rock Creek Park right there. I just had a friend visiting and the first place we went for a walk was Mount Pleasant. And then over to Adams Morgan, which is also so close and like starting the day, spending the day in Mount Pleasant and then doing the evening in Adams Morgan is a really lovely day. Totally. Absolutely. And I couldn't believe that neither of those were anywhere on their list. Or like DuPont Circle or U Street, really. Like that to me feels like a crime. My like main qualm with this entire thing is that I feel like DC really shines in its like small walkable neighborhoods and they don't spend any time focusing on that part of DC at all. In fact, most of their suggestions are in really newly developed areas that are on like highways or you have to like cross highways if you're going to walk to them. Like like they're not really walkable. They're not like fun to just like poke around in. It's going to be a much less enjoyable experience. Truly. And if you wanted to be in that area of town, like the Navy Yard wharf area, you could go to Barracks Row, which has that like cute neighborhoody feel, but not the highways and the chain restaurant. Yeah. And also has a lot of history. And it has a lot of history. You're right. Yeah. To to highlight the parts of DC that are completely lacking in quintessential history seems bizarre to me. Yeah. Like that's a weird sure. choice. Yeah. What are other things on your key stop lists? So I do think you do have to see a monument at some point. I'm of the opinion that the World War II memorial at night is Mm. the prettiest memorial. It's basically a fountain. It's surrounded by all this stone and marble. It's lit up. It's beautiful. It's surprisingly like romantic. And at night, it's not crowded. So you get this beautiful lit up fountain on the National Mall at night. During the day, it's like tons of foot traffic, super crowded. Also, if you're going during the summer, it's super duper hot. That is my recommendation for one memorial. The other one would be the Vietnam War Memorial. I think when we think of monuments, we often think of like stone and marble edifices. And the Vietnam War Memorial is very not that and kind of runs counter to what we think of when we want to honor people. So those would be my key monument stop recommendation. Yeah, I think that's fair. Honestly, monuments at night in general is on my list of things. Yeah. Doing that walk late at night, it's a great way to catch up with a friend, but also feel like you're taking in DC sights. It is super romantic if that's the vibe you're going for. The reflecting pool under moonlight. Beautiful. Stunning. They have to do a boat tour of the monuments to see the monuments by boat. I would say to do it by bike is a more fun way. Oh, I like that. It's cheaper and you can rent a bike and then bike through them all. So, you know, you're just zooming by ones you want to spend less time at and you can stop your bike and look longer at others. That's what I would say. Yeah. Oh, that's a great suggestion. Yeah, grab an electric city bike. Exactly. I do think the boat tour is like kind of inspired. Mm. I actually think that would be like very pretty and a very good way to like spend an evening. Sure. 
Good for them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, good for them. It's time to get dressed up, DC. So Others Might Eat is having its Young Professionals Network Spring Soiree that's to help raise funds for homelessness in DC. The gala is on the evening of May 17th at the National Museum of Women in the Arts. There will be live music from DJ Heat from the Washington Wizards, photo booths, food, and even a special appearance by a former actor from Pretty Little Liars. Wow. There will also be a canned food drive, so be sure to bring a few cans to support Sum's Food Pantry. Grab tickets before they're gone at sum.org slash spring soiree. That's S-O-M-E dot O-R-G slash spring soiree. See you there. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One of the key stops I actually really agree with, I think that the Anacostia Community Museum is a great choice. It's one that people don't know that much about. It has really cool exhibits. It's showcasing a different part of D.C. And I'm glad that they included that one. I agree. I also thought that the Frederick Douglass National Historic Site was an interesting th thing to include on the list. Okay, so I have to admit, like, I personally haven't been. I don't know a lot of other people who have, but I think that it's something that I should do. And I think it's cool that they are highlighting it and trying to encourage people to check it out. I think while you're in that area too, I mean, Anacostia has a ton to offer. You can check out, you know, the big chair, the Anacostia Art Center, the park. Lots yeah, one of the biggest parks in the country. And I have nothing to really add about Bazaar. I haven't been. I'm sure it's great. Yeah. I'm sure it's I mean, fine. I think of the Jose Andres places, that's the least accessible. Mm, true. I will say the other thing, the, the better thing to do when you're at that building, which is the old post office building, is they have a way to get to the very top of it and you can overlook the entire mall. You're right. That should be a key stop, Julia. Good call. Yeah, that is a much better way to like take in all the monuments with minimal effort. You're in a very historic building. If you have the money to ball out for the food at Bazaar, you can. If you don't want to, you're also near Chinatown and you can ball out at one of the like Nine billion Jose Andres restaurants out there, too. So win-win all around, I think. Okay, let's talk about the attractions and outdoor activities that they recommend. So the first one is the Nighttime Monuments Tour, which we've talked about. Great suggestion. Congratulations, NYT. The second <laughs> one is the Anacostia River Walk Trail. The third is the Museum of Illusions. Uh, and then the fourth is the National Museum of Women in the Arts. What are your thoughts? So... I agree with the Anacostia River Walk Trail. I think it's a good one. I do think it's a little bit inaccessible if you're trying to get to it. One of the more accessible ones would be like Rock Creek Park is like accessible from almost anywhere in the city. And you really do feel like you're super duper removed from the city. Well, actually, Rock Creek Park is accessible if you already live in Northwest, but it's not like the easiest to get to otherwise. And I'm sure mm -hmm. people That's in fair. Anacostia could say the same about how the Anacostia Riverwalk is so accessible to them, you know? That's fair. I would say between Anacostia Riverwalk 
and Rock Creek Park, whichever one you happen to be closer to, do those. Check out a trail. Yeah, (laughs) agreed. Of the attractions, I think the biggest one I have an issue with is picking a not free museum in the city of free museums, which is the Museum of Illusions is not free. They're both not free. But at least the National Museum of Women and the Arts is a uniquely DC-based museum. That's true. To Kayla's review that she did in our newsletter, Hey DC, and on our website, dc.citycast.fm, it seems amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, it just seems so cool. Yeah, I will say, like, I think I've been to both of these museums recently. I think they are both money. Museum of Illusions is a very small museum. It has, a, like, two or three rooms. It's cool. I think if you want an interactive museum like that, that's good for kids, good for families, check out Planet Word. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot more to offer. Or, like, the Air and Space Museum, which is free and incredible. Yeah. National Museum of Women in the Arts, I think, is worth the price. It is, it's cheaper for D.C. residents. So I do recommend that. Yeah, I think that museum sounds great. I think if I'm picking one... And picking a free one, I'm going to go with the portrait gallery Same. just because I am obsessed with the courtyard. Mm-hmm. I think it's so beautiful. And I think it's a great museum that you can walk through and see both the portrait gallery and the Smithsonian Art Museum. That's the one I'm picking. Mm. I do love the portrait gallery. I can't get over the Natural History Museum, though. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can go back there over and over as well. Yeah. Also, the sculpture garden, if you're trying to do something outdoors, like it's True. free. You mm-hmm. just, wa- and you're already, if you're already on the mall, it's very convenient to do. And you feel like you can take a break and like walk th- through some like outdoor art. The sculpture garden is nice and refreshing. Um, one attraction that I have on my list that is definitely a little out there is Rock Creek Cemetery mm-hmm. in Petworth. Mm-hmm. I just think it plays into the narrative about how many green spaces DC has. A lot of the grave markers are ornate and massive and interesting to see. There are lots of famous people buried there, including Upton Sinclair, Julius Garfinkel, who was like, Kayla, you know the story better than I do, the department store guy. Oh, yes. He had a giant department store here in D.C. in the 40s that really kind of shaped fashion for the whole city for decades. Yeah, really cool. Charles Corby, who's a name I don't recognize, but he was like one of the main innovators behind Wonder Bread, which is <laughs> kind of random and cool. And then there's a place there called the Adams Memorial, which is a memorial that's like hidden off behind shrubs. You have to kind of spiral your way through some shrubbery to get to it. And then once you get there, it's very serene and quiet and peaceful. We had it on our top places to cry in the district, actually. So yes. <laughs> yes. That helps. it does. It truly belongs there. It is a very sad sculpture. It's a memorial to a woman named Marianne Hooper Adams. And I won't get into her sad story because I'm not trying to bring us down. But it it's a sad like sculpture itself where the woman's face is shrouded by a veil and she just looks kind of depressed. But it's a serene space if that makes sense. Mm. I just think it's a cool place to take people as like, here is a local space in DC that feels meaningful. I see why the New York Times isn't recommending maybe sad, serene spots. Yeah. But I think it's a good one for us to call out. Yeah. And then the next and probably most exciting section for us is restaurants and bars. So they recommend the Market Lunch, which is a spot in Eastern Market, Love Makoto, which is the new Japanese food hall, Elili, which is an upscale Lebanese restaurant, again, at the Wharf. Moonraker, which is the rooftop bar at the Pendry Washington, D.C. Hotel. At the Wharf. And yeah, that's also at the Wharf. <laughs> and then Turning Natural, which is a pressed juice and smoothies and plant-based bites spot in Anacostia. Thoughts? So I agree with the first two. I think 
Market Lunch and Love Makoto are both like very cool and interesting takes on food in DC. I disagree with Illili, and I feel like all of y'all know what I'm going to say, that if you want to get good Middle Eastern style food, walk a couple of blocks and go to Aldi instead. That's the move. Or like Maidan or Lapis yes. or like literally anything else that's not a New York train <laughs> that just opened in DC. Like, Fair. What are the foods on all of your lists? Well, so I actually had not been to any of the places listed, Fair. which is on me and I should get to some of them. I was most intrigued certainly by the Japanese food hall. I thought that seemed really cool. I would say the number one spot I want to take people and what's on my list is Tip Cow in Columbia Heights mm-hmm. because I think it's really, really good food that feels sort of fancy, but actually isn't really that expensive compared to a lot of fancier places. But everything there is so good. And I'm biased because it's right by my house, but <laughs> it's really good. It's also unique. I feel like a lot of people come to D.C. never having tried Laotian food. Yeah. yeah. I've definitely introduced a lot of people to that cuisine by totally. taking them there. I think the things on my list that I think you just need to do if you're in D.C. is you have to get Ethiopian food. Like, I don't care where you do it. It's all incredible. One of my favorites is Karen or Cher Cher. But you just you got to do it. And the other thing that I think is really fun to do where D.C. shines is like getting a cocktail at like a speakeasy-esque bar. Um, so my favorites include OKPB uh, and the Denson. There's a bunch of them. They're not really that secret. Just look them up on Google Maps. Um, <laughs> but I think it's a really unique and fun DC experience that is really accessible here in a way that it might not be in a city like LA or New York. But you do get that really upscale cocktail experience. I mean, like some of my like favorite fancy cocktails are in Eastern Market. I'm a gin girl. So this might be specific to gin people. But the Wells is, like, mm, so this good. emerald green. You have to, like, get a reservation to get in. But, like, you can always, like, knock on the door and see if you can get in. They do fabulous cocktails. And then around the corner, if you want something a little bit more, like, laid back and more chill, the Betsy is great. They have gin and tonics, literally, that are in a fishbowl, basically, sized. Also, the fact that they didn't include, like, a happy hour spot or a bottomless brunch spot to me feels sacrilege. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely feels like things were missing. Perry's is on my list for their happy hour. Yeah, and their drag brunch. Oh, true. Yeah, their rooftop happy hour scene is just so on point. It's an extensive food menu for happy hour, but also the drinks are really, really affordable at that time. I also had chicken and whiskey on my list. Yeah, I think a Peruvian chicken joint would be a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. And then chicken and whiskey specifically has its speakeasy in the back, which is so much fun for dancing on weekends. So it feels like it's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I think those are the key recommendations that we needed to talk through. I also, before we go, wanted to spend a second or two talking about this itinerary of theirs. So after listing out all of the main suggestions, this New York Times article then goes on to start an itinerary at 4.30 p.m. on Friday, and then it goes through Sunday morning with lots and lots of recommendations. And I will say compared to the 2018 version of this article, this one is a lot more feasible in terms of directions. Like the 2018 one, they had you like zooming across town. Like you (laughs) had to have a magic carpet or something. Like it would not have been possible. But this one is a little bit more practical that way. But it does strike me as exhausting, like Kayla said at the top. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think specifically there's Saturday when you spend sort of 
the morning in Anacostia, and then you're supposed to, like, yeah. spend an hour and a half there doing, like, uh, 45 different things. <laughs> and then by 2 p.m., you're supposed <laughs> to be at Love Makoto, which is all the way across town with no super easy transportation method to get there. That's, I think, the farthest reach for me. That's just, like, something I would never want to do both of those things in one day. It goes on to bring you to the old post office, which is yet another long walk. With the Museum of Illusions in the middle. <laughs> yeah, with the museum in the middle. So, yeah, is it technically possible? Honestly, I want to try it to find out. I feel like it would be a mad dash. But, uh, yeah, you know, you could do it. You would be very tired. I wouldn't recommend doing it with kids or anyone over the age of 30. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a very limited age bracket. Very here. limited. Very limited pool there. It also did strike me as really expensive, especially Friday. Like everything yes, that yes. they have you doing on Friday is hella yeah. expensive. It's so expensive. And I think in general, these New York Times 36-hour uh, articles that they do need to factor in more nap time. More nap time. Just as a general yeah. concept. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a good life <laughs> uh, adjustment that needs to be made in our yes. world. More nap time. I will say, if you're looking at the article, check out the comments because a lot of locals popped into the comments to put some of their favorite things that you do in the city and what you shouldn't do on the New York Times list. So I think that's yeah. a good place to start too, besides our amazing takes, obviously. <laughs> well, this was really fun. Julia, Kayla, Susanna, thanks for being here. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. And I guess I'll see you at some of our recs which are far superior. Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yep. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend who loves weekend planning. We'd love to hear their thoughts. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. My boyfriend and I, we've put every Smithsonian to three categories, Republican, Democrat, and kid. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and natural history goes in kid. So <laughs> That's entirely fair. Planet Word, I would also say, is a kid one, and it's also one of my favorites. Yeah, kid museums are fun.